1: IPhone. The latest news, the newest products, the biggest names. Welcome to Your Tech Report. Online at yourtechreport.com. Join Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Flalo for the next hour of Your Tech Report.
0: Welcome to it, the Easter edition of Your Tech Report. I am Marco Flalo in Montreal. As always, welcomed by Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. Mitchell, how are you feeling this Easter weekend? Uh, I'm
1: feeling I'm feeling good, but at the risk of giving a little negative tease for what's coming up, I feel a little underwhelmed. And I think you know exactly what I'm talking about right
0: I now. I do, but before we get yeah. to your, your uh, underwhelmedness. Under, yeah, I'm gonna, whatever you just said. Underwhelmedness, um, yes. <laughs> on Twitter, it's at yourtechreport, facebook.com slash yourtechreport. And of course, our uh, email address is contactyourtechreport.com. A fun show lined up for you today. Uh, we've got a bunch of emails and people wanted to hear our interview about Lego education, so we're going to bring that to you this show as well as our interview with ways we liked ways and we love their app and uh, we're gonna bring you that whole interview as we did a couple months ago right here on your tech before that we've got to get to the news of this week which was really I think uh, the biggest piece of news I could find on the internet this week is that uh, let's see here uh, Tesla is dropping its 10 kilowatt powerwall battery no that's not the no, biggest news of the week.
1: You know, that that's news if you're... A, I mean, listen, I'm a big Tesla fan. Love Elon Musk and everything he's
0: doing, but I, don't, I somehow don't think that's the biggest news of the okay, week. Okay, hang on. New yeah. ultra-thin 13 and 15-inch MacBooks are coming this July. That's a rumor. That, that, is... that would be exciting. That would be almost more exciting than the news that we actually do have to talk about this oh, week. Oh, good Lord. If that had yeah. actually happened. So yeah. Apple had their big uh, In the Loop event this past week on Monday. I'm sure you've heard all about it by now. Um, uh, underwhelming... Uh, Is this one of those cases, Mitchell, where someone someone comes to me and says, Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing the new Batman-Superman movie, but I'm hearing bad things. So you walk into it with too many expectations, therefore you're disappointed. Do you think it's kind of like that a little bit?
1: you know what? I really don't, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I think for both of us, when we go into... We we know we get excited, even though we know there are a lot of rumors and we don't know exactly what we're going to hear. We still get excited. Uh, but in that excitedness, in that, in that f- feeling of anticipation, I really try not to... Uh, I, I try not to expect too much. I always go in with managed expectations. You I temper really your enthusiasm. I, I, we call it the tempered enthusiasm. That's what yeah. you and I have been calling it for years, right? And I think... I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something on Twitter, okay? If any of you follow Nathan Fillion, great actor, star of Castle, and you know, just a uh, wonderful. If you're a Serenity fan, I mean, great actor, very funny guy. His, I think his tweet summed everything up for me. Here's his tweet right after the the Apple keynote. It Go just reads, it. "The new iPhone is the old iPhone." That was his tweet, and I got to tell you, that pretty much summarized the entire event. And basically, Mark, my takeaway from it was. This, to- this this last keynote, this this Apple event that just happened, reeked of, well, we have to talk about something. And that was it. We got so little. This was the probably least exciting keynote. Am I exaggerating here?
0: No. Uh, uh, the I, least
1: uh, exciting, least compelling, the mo- more that reeked of let's do an event for the sake of doing an event. And we're Apple fans here, okay? We are Apple fans. We're not trying to bash Apple. But in terms of watching this event, I was ridiculously underwhelmed.
0: Yeah, you know what? I... I, I- you know, I really, I look forward to these events. I really do look forward to these events because you normally get this great feeling kind of walking out of these events and going oh that was great you know something interesting happened and i i really think it's almost i think we do build it up even though we don't intend to we build it up in our head even though we try to temper our enthusiasm we really right. do we expect the days of Steve Jobs where he's going to announce this mind mind blowing iphone or the ipad or this new category of product but the fact of the matter is is that we're in a very different time but i agree with you i think it was very very underwhelming I, I want to jump in. I want to because I want to
1: hear what you have to say about all the all the now all the things they did announce. We like to focus on what people and what companies do and not what they don't do. So we're going to go into that mode in a second. But just to continue on our rant, um, when you. When you were listening to everything they had to say about products that were coming out, uh, did you get a feeling that this was more PR to maybe slightly address the FBI thing? Did you have a feeling that this was more of of, a, of an attempt by Apple to just be out there in the public eye in the wake of all of this information? Because it seemed like they really didn't have enough announcements to to warrant
0: its own. A conference its own its own event. Did you, did you feel that way? I got that feeling but then I looked back to last year I looked back to the March event and it was a similar type event. It was a similar low-key event on their campus where they really didn't announce too much. They, they've they done similar things in the past where they've taken the body of the old phone, put the innards... In. This is a pattern. We actually almost should have seen this coming. I think that with the lack of refresh of those products that we've been waiting for, like the MacBook lineup and the iMac and the Mac Mini, it's, it's just every single time one of these events come up, you're almost like, oh, they have to announce it now. It's been so long. And they didn't. And now we're going to be waiting until... July or June when WWDC comes around, and we're going to be like, okay, well, they have to announce it now, and and you know what, they don't have to do anything that they don't want to, Um, but at the same time, you know, on the PR side, they haven't been afraid to come out into the public's eye in this whole government debacle in the past very immediately. Um, the day before they were supposed to, you know, face off against the DOJ, which was canceled. Timing, by the way, which because, was canceled yeah, because yeah. they apparently have their own way to hack into this phone. Yet yeah, seemed right. a little bit suspect. It really did, especially on a Monday, which is traditionally not when Apple announces new products. It's normally a Tuesday or a Wednesday. So you could read into a lot of it, but you know what? At the end of the day, the new iPhone is the old iPhone. <laughs> yeah,
1: Matt. Tell me, was that not a was that a funny quote? I'm going to tweet back quote. to him was... and tell him, hey, just want to let you know I quoted you on the radio show. Uh, so let's let's transition now from rant mode into what we actually did get. So, Mark, talk a little bit about what actually was announced.
0: Okay, so let's start with that new iPhone that is the, the, the new iPhone, which is the old iPhone, which is the the iPhone 5S, which is probably still one of the most beautiful devices I think I've ever held in my hand, yep. now has all the guts and the glory and the camera and the features of the iPhone 6S S. Plus or 6S line. So you've got your near-field communication for Apple Pay. You've got your 12-megapixel your camera with your True Tone Flash. You've got the faster Wi-Fi, the faster 3G and cell, cell networks and LTE modem. You've got obviously the same 5S screen because it's a beautiful retina display. You've got the Touch ID. Uh, you've got everything. Enhanced I mean, Touch ID. Enhanced and then we
1: get live photos and all that stuff. All the stuff that we get on the 6S and 6S Plus now. And of course, just to give everyone the name, which we haven't done now, they're now just calling it the iPhone SE. They took the 5 out of it, which I think was A very smart yeah. move because if you keep the five name, you are really hearkening back to it. it really, I think it really reeks of uh reskinning an old device, which they're doing, but. Uh, I think they deserve a little bit more than just say, oh, it's not a rescan 5. It is in form factor, but let's not forget, Mark, and they mentioned this, you know, for the few numbers they did mention on this, which I was grateful for, because sometimes they get entrenched in all the numbers, and Apple tries not to do that. Uh, the 4-inch form factor is still a hugely successful form factor in terms of size of smartphones throughout the world. Now, it may not be the most popular size in the States or in Canada, but around the world, especially in Asian markets, the 4-inch screen is still hugely popular. We yeah. know how important the Asian market is, China specifically to Apple. So if they feel they can create or craft a phone specifically for that market and not have the, they tried to do that, I think, with the 5C, but the 5C was basically, you know, it wasn't really an evolution in terms of power. This one is an incredibly power device, powerful device, now in a form factor that they can market to China, which I think is a big part of their game plan.
0: Listen and a starting point of three ninety nine U S for the sixteen gig model. It's a very attractive device, and it really is. I mean, you can call it an iPhone SE. It's a, it's an iPhone six mini almost. You can call it that if you <laughs> like wanted the mini to. Too. They already um, have they already have an iPad mini. Why not have an iPhone mini? Well, so, so let's transition to the iPad for a second because we sure. haven't heard anything with the iPad mini. Some of the other announcements aside from uh, products, they announced and uh, obviously they were really big on on the recycling program and talked about their new robot um, Liam who can dismantle old iPhones and repurpose all the all the features and the, the bells and whistles from the battery to the screws, which was very cool. Um, and they announced uh, a new uh, care kit, which is allows people to submit information about your health so that it bring, gives you more details about your health. And then and then comes the iPad Pro, which is really, you know, an iPad Air 3 kind of if you want to call it. But their right. their official name is a 9.7 inch iPad Pro, which is has all the features of the of the larger 12 inch iPad Pro. Plus more, which is where it kind of caught me off guard because I didn't expect there to be more. I expected it just to shrink all this stuff into the smaller package. How about you? No, I, I was very surprised as well, and I
1: wonder if it left people feeling like, wait a minute, I spent all this money on a Pro not that long ago, and it's already obsolete in terms of features. And to to, to sort of <laughs> an insult to injury, it's on the smaller model. Um, so basically, we're talking about the new screen technology with True Tone display, yeah. uh, which is something that Apple was really talking about. And to sort of put that into layman's terms, because it can get a little complex. Um, basically, colors read differently depending in, on their environment. You know how so, you know there's that famous picture of a dress on the internet, and people say, "What color is this dress?" Yes. and everyone had like a different name for it, right? Yeah. Well, a lot of that has to do with environmental lighting. And what Apple's saying is, uh, like a piece of paper, paper white does not look like paper white if it's in a room with a fluorescent light versus an incandescent light. So this iPad, the new iPad Pro 9.7 inch display, Will adjust the tones that it's showing, the color palette, depending on the ambient lighting, which can be really cool, especially if you're using this as a professional, where, you know, Mark, if you're, if you're, and you know, this, you're a photographer as well. If you look at, you know, photos and where, where tone is so incredibly important, if you're doing a job on your iPad where the tone has to be perfect, this will now allow artists and graphic designers to give tone perfect pictures based on their environment so i think this is a really cool thing i don't know if it's a deal breaker for the pros that you know the 12.9 inch buyers but it is kind of a nice perk for a new
0: buyer right yeah, absolutely nice, Perkin. We also get Apple Pencil support. Um, Aye, that's we've fine. got the faster A9X processor. That seems like they're going to be underclocking it a bit. That's going to be something to see when we actually get our hands on. And they also introduced a brand new uh, storage size, 256 gigabytes. So if, you're, if you've if you been struggling with the 128, now you have a 256, 256 gigabyte option. It is Your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marco Flalo. We've got more Apple news to cover, and we will do that right when we come back from a break, right here on Your Tech Report.
1: Your Tech Report. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to your tech report. Marco Flalo, Montreal, Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles on Twitter. It's at your tech report, Facebook.com slash your tech report, of course. Contact at your tech So to get us into this next segment,
1: I'm going to start off with a, uh, a listener email from listener macattack 463. I wonder if that I wonder if that's a Mac van. Uh, and then the email will segue us into this next segment, which I, you know, was gonna bring up anyway, so it's kind of perfect. Hey guys, heard about the new iPad Pro release? Where exactly does it fit into the current iPad lineup? Well, Mac Attack 463 the answer may be a little more confusing than you think, so I'm going to tell you right now, the current iPad lineup, and try not to... You might want to get a pencil and paper oh, down when I say okay, pencil because you're going to need the eraser, I promise you at some point. So, the current iPad lineup now... What order are you going in? Are you
0: going in with the new...
1: I'm starting from bottom to top okay. the, Right. What, what the lineup will be right now, including the new 9.7-inch iPad Pro that was just announced this week. Okay. So here we go. We start at the bottom. We have the iPad Mini 2. Yes. We then move up to the iPad Mini 4. Apparently, Apple deeply detests odd numbers. So here we go. iPad Mini 2, iPad Mini 4, iPad Air 2... 9.7-inch iPad Pro, which is the same size as the iPad Air 2, and then the 12.9-inch iPad Pro. Now, that's not that confusing. If you can get past the iPad, Mini going from the 2 to the 4, if you can get past that, it's so far not that confusing. Here's where it gets weird, and I'm going to focus right now on the 9.7-inch iPads, which are the iPad Air 2 and the 9.7-inch iPad Pro. Okay. yes, They both have Wi-Fi and Wi-Fi cellular versions. Stick with me here. The iPad Air 2 comes in two flavors, a 16 gig and a 64 gig. They dropped the price $100 once they announced the new 9.7-inch Pro. Yes. So now you can get into a Wi-Fi version of the iPad Air 2, 16 gig for $399, 64 gig for $499. Mm -hmm. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Let's move up to the iPad Pro, the 9.7-inch model they just announced. There are no 16 gig or 64 gig options. No. They no longer exist except for that size in the iPad Air 2. If you will go up to the Pro, you start at 32, go to 128, and then you go to 256. Now, this is kind of interesting to me. Not only have they separated this by features, now in terms of storage, you can only get a 16 or, and I happen to think the 64 gig is the sweet spot. Yes, I do. So if you if you want to get the 64 gig, you can only get that in the iPad Air 2. Then you have to ask yourself, well, if I go up to 128, which is double the storage size, I'm adding you know 250 dollars to the price, uh, but I'm also getting a lot more features, double the storage. It really makes it very, very confusing to the customer. Do you think this is some people are going to go, oh, I totally get it, or people? Are going to go, what the heck is this?
0: Here's how I get it, okay? Okay. If you want a 16-gig iPad, then you go for the iPad Air 2. You want 64 gigs, you're kind of confused, okay? That's the problem. the jump makes sense after 64. If you want anything more than 64, to jump to 128 on the 9.7-inch iPad Pro kind of makes sense, although it seems like a high jump. Um, I I think this is honestly what we're going to see over the next year is these naming conventions are going to yeah. suddenly start to make sense. I think we're going to see the numbers disappear a bit. I think we're going to see, we've seen this on the MacBook Pros and the MacBooks, everything's kind of lining up. So I think we're going to, might see it with the new iPhone as well. I don't think it's going to be called necessarily the iPhone 7. I think it might just be the iPhone.
1: Okay. I would like to go back. I'd like to do a reset. There's nothing wrong with it. We do it on the radio all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In fact, let's do one. You're listening to, <laughs> you're listening to your tech report with Mark Aflalo and Mitchell Whitfield. See, I just did a reset. And too. we I only come it in one flavor. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Right. I don't even 16, touch 1664 whatever you want. You got it right here. We promise. Now I'm going
1: to now I'm going to give you the glasses half empty kind of view. I <laughs> think what Apple is assuming here that once you start getting into the higher storage um, the higher storage sizes, they assume those are going to be the power users, which means that's going to be an iPad Pro person, okay? The problem is, we have a lot of people, and especially having kids, Mark, we, we both know this, yeah. sometimes having a lot of storage and being a power user don't go hand in hand. Sometimes no. people that just like lots of videos for their kids, lots of music for the family. They use it as a portable media device for the family. Now, if that's how you are using your device and you really want that 128 gigabyte model, you're kind of being forced to the upsell to the i iP- iPad Pro, you know, assuming that you're a power user, you may not be a power user. You just may have more storage needs because you have a family. So, uh, I, I kind of miss the 128 being part of the iPad Air 2 line. That, that's that's what that my take from this is. That's what my takeaway is.
0: Uh, I I, I kind of missed nothing right <laughs> I know I miss I missed the 64 gig I w- honestly I'm going to get this new iPad pro the 9.7 because that is the sweet spot for me and I have been waiting to upgrade for quite some time right
1: And well the I wanted one, right? a
0: 64 gig I didn't I didn't find a need for anything less than the 64 gig I also don't find the need for 128 gigs for what I do so I was kind of going okay great so my entry level in the US dollars is 749 in Canadian dollars by the way it's a thousand dollars yeah the price wow. difference is pretty pretty insane so I've I kind of found myself wanting more, I guess, in less. Right. Right. Well, you know what? It would have been nice to have
1: that offer. It would've been nice to have the price point maybe come down to six ninety nine if they could do like a $699 64 gig model for the new one. Yeah. That would be a hundred dollar premium over uh, you know, what used to be the five ninety-nine version of the iPad Air Two, which is now the iPad Air Two for sixty-four gigs at four ninety-nine. Not confusing at all, but you know what, Mark? I just want to hear some new computers being announced. I know they teased they're this week coming, also they're coming, that they're, they're coming, a new MacBook, maybe just a MacBook 13-inch and a MacBook 15-inch. I don't know. We're hearing a lot of rumors All now. All so good three things months have to come wait. to those three who wait. and then Who can like,
0: wait? Uh, everybody has to wait. All good things come to those, Mitchell. I promise you. I promise you. Right. Uh, we've got a great show, as I said, lined up. We're going to bring you back to uh, Lego Education. It's a great program that's in schools, really, uh, everywhere in North America that is really, really neat. We're going to get deep into that. And, of course, our interview with Waze, that very cool transit slash uh, geo trafficking app that is owned by Google now. But uh, the great folks at Waze joined us a couple months ago, and uh, a lot of people have been wanting to hear that interview. It is your tech report. I am Marco Flalo in Montreal. He is Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. On Twitter, it is at Facebook.com slash yourtechreport. And, of course, our email, and thank you for that email, by the way, from our listener. What was this, Mac, what if it, uh, Mac, Mac? It was Mac Mac Attack Attic. 463 Mac Attack 463 If you want to send us an email, it is contact at yourtechreport.com. Back in a couple seconds with Lego Education. Your
1: Tech Report will be right back
0: Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca.
1: The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana.
0: I'm John Gay from Jag Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617